Hi, you guys. Welcome to my podcast, Be Yourself Completely. I am so excited to have you guys back with me today. If you are new here, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube as well as my Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. Once again, if you are new here, make sure you guys download it. And to my oldies, hey, babies. So today we're getting into gratitude. Y'all know how I do. We got to be thankful. We got to say, God, what you're thankful for or to your higher being. So for me, I'm going to say I'm thankful for food. So it's crazy, right? I was eating today and I was hungry. And then I'll be looking like on TV and just all around the world. And right now with all these gas prices and food and inflation and all this stuff going up, I was like, you know what? I'm grateful that I'm able to have food to eat. So I'm grateful for that. Um, my second gratitude is that I am grateful for peace. I am so grateful for peace. It is something that I have searched for and I'm still trying to find. So I'm grateful to be able to wake up and have peace. Um, the third thing that I'm grateful for would have to be family. So many people are dealing with like family issues as well as just death in the family. And I'm just grateful to be able to have family in my life. And, you know, it's important to really appreciate family while they're here. You know what I mean? So those are my three gratitudes. You already know what I say. If you're driving, make sure you stay focused on the road. If you're not driving, get you a glass of wine. It's five o'clock somewhere or maybe get you a glass of water. It's totally up to you. So once again, we're going to start this podcast off right. I am so excited. You guys, I got a special guest today. I'm going I'm to I'm give y'all all the information later, but I've been telling y'all I was going to give y'all a special guest because y'all like, add somebody onto the show. Guess what? I got somebody onto the show, okay? And she's talking all about what we're talking about today. So today's topic is going to be how to be your authentic self. Oh my God. I think I had to, I think I need to take a deep breath on that. Seriously, like how to be your authentic self. Like it's so hard to just be yourself, like especially living in a world with everybody want to be everything except who they are. And I think sometimes we get lost in that and then we forget the things that we love to do, what we love to do, and who we are. So a part of being yourself is being okay with being just the way you are just the way you are literally with everything that you feel that is a flaw everything you feel you got to work on everything you feel is going wrong in your life going right in your life it's literally saying you know what i'm okay and i can accept me for being me that is the definition of being your authentic self for me okay now I know a lot of times we deal with imposter syndrome or wanting to be everything for everybody except for self. You know, on my podcast, I always talk about being yourself, always being aware of where you are and being sustained to who you are. And we're in this journey together. I still deal with being myself and not trying to live up to everybody else. And that's why I'm in therapy. I'm not saying everybody needs therapy, but I'm saying everybody needs therapy. Okay. All I'm saying is it's good to work on yourself. So I want to give y'all the technical de- definition because a last last two of my podcasts are like, yeah, you know, can you give us like your definition of, you know, this? And then also, so I'm going to give you the technical term. So I'm going to read this verbatim and I Googled it, boom, bam, bam, but it added up to the same thing I said. Okay. The technical definition of being yourself is... Being who you are deep down, the part of you that does not care what other people think, learning how to be your authentic self is essential to uh, a part of building meaningful relationships. 
Authenticity happens when your words, actions, and behaviors consistently match core identity, meaning being yourself right where you are with everything you got going on and saying, I'm still the shit, period, point blank. By the way, this episode, I know y'all be playing with y'all kids. It's not going to be major cuss words. That's what I call them. But it is going to be a little profanity. So I am going to put that in there. So if you're driving, you know, with your kids or, you know, you got the podcast on in the house, you know, if they know little words like this, do what you do. I ain't going to say nothing to your parents. But for people who are like, oh, no, this will have, you know, some grown stuff in it. We're doing grown stuff tonight. Okay. So here today. We're going to talk about the reasons why one might not want to be themselves, okay? And we know a lot of times it comes from, like, trauma from inner childhood, growing up dealings, wanting to fit in, um, also things about just life, right? Like, life happens. It does not have a map. It does not have a direct direction. Like, it ain't A through Z. It'd be like A, E. Back to B, back to A, on the Z, it's it's everywhere. So today we're going to get into it, but we're going to have my special guest come in and she's going to talk about it. So let me introduce the special guest that we have on the show. Her name is Johnny. She's a friend of mine and she'll be speaking over overcoming self-doubt and actually living in her full essence of life. So with... Out further ado, Shani. Hey, y'all. I'm here. What's going on? <laughs> yes, we in the building. We here. <laughs> okay. So what's going on? Okay. So today, I want to ask you a couple of questions, but I want you to kind of like tell people like who you are, where you're from, and okay. why you feel like this, I guess, connects with you. Okay, so of course, she already said I'm Shani. I'm 29 years old. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. And when it comes to like being your full authentic self, it took me time to get to being who I am or accepting who I am deep down inside. Um, let me just go like dive right into it or <laughs> like, what's up? Um, so we are, we gonna do a little... I got two questions I want to ask before we get into it. Okay. Question. What's your favorite food? I'm going to go with oxtails. I love Caribbean food. So mm. I'm going to go with oxtails, some peas and rice and cabbage. You know, you could throw a little beef patty in there. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Mm. Okay. 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 I like that. I like that. Okay. My second question is going to be, what is your number one dating tip? Don't look for what you want. Like, just don't look. Like, let it come to you. Like, when you look for the people that you want or you just go out looking for whatever, you tend to get what you don't want. Like, just stop looking and just, like, learn to be your own company. Learn to be, like, by yourself. And I feel like once you master being by yourself like you destined to just find what it is like who are supposed to be in your life because you when you look you go out and you get people who are not supposed to be in your life so yeah I mean just don't look just have fun by yourself or have fun with friends but don't have in your mind like oh I'm going out to find this person or take this person home or Mm -hmm. just 
this person. Like, it should not be about another person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if that's, like, a dating tip, but... That's like a dating like, mantra. Like, hey, don't yeah. go out looking yeah, for it. Yeah, don't look happen. because you get what you don't want. Like, and then you know how they say, like, you are what you seek to. That's true. So, ask yourself, like, would you date you? That's, I mean, yeah. you know. That's a good Could question. you deal with another person that exactly like you? Like, <laughs> I mean, really. So, you yeah. know. That's a I'm good question. Just don't look. Just let it happen however it happens. Okay. All right. Perfect. Okay. So she answered our pop questions. You know what I mean? So we're going to get into it. So, um, yeah. So kind of tell us your story from where you were. And that's, that basically was not being your authentic self to now you literally say, Hey, if I don't find nobody, I'm a hundred percent comfortable with myself. Basically saying, I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> I, I mean, you can say that girl. Uh, first of all, I have dedicated like my whole entire twenties to other people. Um, How old are you? Twenty nine. Okay. Gotcha. So yeah, I've dedicated my twenties to other people. Um, dating, not being alone, not healing fully, um, just doing, always having somebody around and not taking the time to like be alone and heal myself. And it took for me to like go through a bad breakup, so to speak, to realize like my worth afterwards. Um, yeah, I mean, I ain't going to say I got my heart broken, but I invested so much time in someone that I thought like it was like a for everything and mm-hmm. it just turned out to be like nothing. And um, I gave so much, did so much. I I was just pouring so much into this person who was not pouring into me. Mm-hmm. And I forgot about me in the process of five years, literally forgetting about me and wanting to please this person. Um, everything was about this person. You know, yeah, I had some selfish moments, but everything that I was doing in my life or accomplishing, I was doing it for this person and not for myself. Mm-hmm. And so only because I wanted this person to feel happy or, you know, I just wanted this person to, I guess, like, what, um, look at me more or marry me or something. Like, I I wanted to be married and have kids so badly. So I felt as though if I did all, all, all of these things and just kept giving and, Girl, I can't really even really explain fully, mm-hmm. but I gave so much of myself to a person who did not give me them back. And so, you know, things happen. Of course, we split up. And when when I, when I left from this relationship, not only did I look back at this relationship, I looked back over all the relationships I had with people. Mm-hmm. And... Asking myself, well, why did it fail with such and such? Or why did, you know, why why were my relationships failing? And I played a part in some of them in my early early (laughs) 20s. Like, I definitely played a part. Like, I was aggressive. I was, like, not taking them serious. Or I was just being, like, a hothead. Or, 
wanting attention from them and other women. Mm-hmm. And, they you know, taking I, ice cream too. Yeah, I was that person. So when I got with my last person, I gave my all mm-hmm. and I shut down like all the childish behaviors. And so that was just like my eye opener. Um, once I got out of it, I was just, um, I basically told myself, like, I'm not going to be so quick to date. I'm going to get to know me. Um, before I even got into that relationship, I know that I, I'm a creative soul. Um, there's things that I lost along the way. I used to read. I used to make beads, bracelets and stuff. Mm. Like, I'm very creative. And I lost all of that when I got with this person. You know what I mean? So, over time, I'm slowly gaining me back as far as the reading um i could sit in my house all day now and find something to do around the house and be comfortable um i don't have to have someone or have friends to go out with i'm comfortable going out with my by myself now um i ain't gonna say i've ever had low self-esteem but when i was in that relationship it definitely caused me to have like some insecurities or I wasn't feeling secure. So Mm -hmm. it caused me to act a certain way. And then I found like alcohol to be, I was coping with alcohol. Mm -hmm. Um, But that brought a different side out too. (laughs) Like aggressive. Yes. Very aggressive. It wasn't positive. Um, yeah, so being by your, I would say being by yourself, you can learn more about you. Um, you have that time to think where you went wrong because you can't always blame the other person. When you're by yourself and you're going through something or you want to heal you, you need to not look at what that person did. You need to look at what you did and your actions and then you can move forward from there and accept your shit, like acknowledge it, whether you write it down, how, however you get it out is how you get it out. It's okay to talk to yourself. It's okay to talk to yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's okay to have a friend in you. And sometimes we lose the friend within ourselves. You know what I mean? Wow. That's yeah, we do. Like... If you are always around somebody or always have a person that you're dating in mm-hmm. your life or whatever, it's like a fast pace. It's like fast life. You don't have time to sit and think about how can you heal yourself or you just don't have time to think about yourself because while you're dating, whether you have good intentions or not, you're you're thinking about what either you can get from this person or um you're just you're thinking about the next person. Oh, let me get pretty for this person, or you know X, Y, and Z. But mm-hmm. no, mm-mm. you need time to yourself. So I would say, shit, I became my full authentic self when I just cut out all the distractions and focus more on me and my happiness. Um, being alone, going out to eat by myself, traveling by myself. I mean, let's talk about this. First of all, y'all, she did this trip. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, 
a little bit jealous. I was like, dang, why? Because, you know, people who follow me on my podcast, I'm very open. I'm very uh, blunt with them because I want them to know that a lot of times when people see me, they see me as a woman that has all of her shit together. Mm-hmm. And though I have certain aspects of my life together, it's like I don't have all my shit together. So therefore, it's like a lot of times it's like when I would go on trips, I would usually go with somebody I'm with or whatever the situation might be. I never just went like. You know what? Let me pack my fucking bag. Let me spend a night at a cabin by my motherfucking self. Or Mm -hmm. let me go here by myself. Let me go do this. Because I was so busy. It's almost like you. I was a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. So I was so big on making sure they were... People pleaser. Yeah. Yes. People pleaser. Friends, relationships, family. If you are a people pleaser... mm -mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You're going to drain yourself... To the point of no return. Like, when you just constantly draining your energy to please other people. Mm-hmm. And I get... You know what? It's, you know what? And I feel like sometimes it's okay to, like, pour out. It's like, you know how to say your cup runneth over. Y'all can have whatever run over. Let me have what's you in can the cup. Pour, you can pour out, but when you're pouring out... Look at the people you're pouring out to. Are they pouring into you? Right. That's the thing. Or are they taking what you're pouring? So that's what you have to stop doing or people in general have to stop doing. Yes, it's okay to look out for other people, but are those people going to look out for you or are they looking out for you? Right, Right. Like Then you become a bitch when you pick up on those people not pouring, you know, Mm -hmm. they're not pouring into you. I call them people who are... So quick to take, but slow to give. It's like gaslighting. That's yeah. the term for it. Gaslighting. gaslighting. So if you're constantly like just giving you, giving you, but what are you getting in return mm-hmm. of you pouring into these people? You're getting nothing. And you're left here by yourself in your own thoughts of, damn, I shouldn't have did this. Or damn, like you're just, when you need somebody, those people are not going to be there. Absolutely. So some may, but not the ones who you poured into. You get what I mean? So, mm, I say at this stage in my life, Mm -hmm. I'm selfish. I ain't pouring into no motherfucking body. Simple. (laughs) I ain't pouring into nobody because if I can heal myself Uh without having to go and seek help or validation from other people, Mm -hmm. I have to do this by myself, then so can the next motherfucking person. Your problems are not my problem. So, no. This energy, mm-hmm. this liquid, uh-huh. this cup, this wine, this food right here. No, yeah. no, no. I'm not pouring none of this shit to fuel nobody else's energy. Because while you're fueling them, they're black. They're, look, they're dark cloud. They're dark cloud coming over here to you. And now you're wondering, why is this going wrong? Or why? No, 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 no. Mm-mm. Yeah. Everybody blessing ain't your blessing. When you healed yourself, that was a blessing for you. Yeah. Not for you to go and share. So, mm-mm. Yeah. I ain't pouring into no motherfucking body, and you shouldn't either, friend. So, do you... So, okay, I, I'm, I'm a little biased about that to a certain extent, because I feel like... That's that people pleaser in you, but, still but, being there. You gotta... But, mm-mm. but the thing about it is, is, though, just like on a broad spectrum, is that I am so heavy on self-care now... The way that I used to be, I even got like my podcast and 
like one of my biggest podcasts on here was accepting yourself completely mm-hmm. and also people pleasing. A lot of people, like a lot of people was into that because they were like, damn, that's me. That's how I am. I, I'll give somebody the shirt off my back, but I ain't got one on mine. That says a lot about who you are. But So I- let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. While you're so busy people pleasing, right? You're busy people pleasing. What do you get out of people pleasing? It's a lot of things. So me, okay, so the thing about it is, for me, I think you can, it goes back to like the cup situation that you were talking about and that I I tab in on. Like, I want to be selfful, but I don't want to be selfish. So I don't want to make my, if it doesn't serve me, selfish because mm-hmm. selfish people are real meaning that i've been through this shit i had to get through it on my own you figure it out you do this but you know what i learned in the process of healing that even technically as you say healing yourself it took me therapy it took me talking to people and sometimes they didn't even know me just opening up to them being vulnerable with them that helped me in my healing process and so sometimes when you feel like you don't need when you don't need anybody, mm-hmm. that makes you selfish because it's like, I don't need nobody. I don't need shit. You, you a lot. There's no way that I can get through nursing school. There's no way you can get through. You went through trucking school mm-hmm. without some type of help. You have to so get a book. You have I to get elaborate? a person to write it. Can I elaborate? Yeah, you can elaborate on it. Mm-hmm. So it's not, I'm not saying that you can't look out or, you know, the right thing is not to like look out for other people. Okay. Okay. But at some point in your life, it is, I feel like it is okay to be selfish with you. I feel like it's okay not to be available for Absolutely. others. Absolutely. I agree. When you get to the point where you are fully healed, where you are fully, just fully, fully Mm-hmm. then that's when I feel like you are able to help the next person on how to heal themselves or what, what not. But if you are not fully healed within yourself or just fully, fully mm-hmm. have accepted who you are, there's no way you should be out here still trying to please people or help the next person. Now, if you're at that le- that point in your life, I can understand why you still feel that way. But if you know truly deep down inside that you're not, how you, that's like, that's like being contradictive to yourself. If you're not loyal to yourself, how are you going to be loyal to somebody else? If, if you, if you're not fully healed, how are you going to sit up here and tell me I should do X, Y, and Z when you battling the same shit that I'm battling? You can't, you can't. What they call it? Call a kettle kettle black. Or, call a kettle black. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can't, you can't, you can't do that until you practice what it is that you're preaching to me. Yeah. And so, if you're fully healed, then yeah. But if you're not, no, you be a hundred percent selfish with your time with you until you get to that point of acceptance of self, mm-hmm. self awareness. Mm-hmm. Just being able to walk in a room and not feeling somewhat self-doubt 
not feeling like, oh, this person, these people may be looking at me this type of way or, mm-hmm. or these people may not like what I have on. When you can get to a level of high confidence or I don't give a fuck or just mm-hmm. when you just get to that level, mm-hmm. then continue to pour into other people because you have a story to tell. Mm-hmm. But if you still working at that, no, you don't, you don't get to go out and help other people when you helping yourself. That don't make sense. Because while you helping yourself, you're 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 pulling, you're pulling from you still. Mm-mm. Your cup is not full with self for you to go out and pour into somebody else. No, it's not. Yeah, I mean, I told, I can, I can agree. I can, I can definitely agree with you on that. That you have to be at a point to where you healed yourself. Um, I think it's important to make sure you put yourself first because you can't care for nobody else mm-hmm. if you don't care for yourself. But I also learned in a part of like self-awareness and healing and growing and still growing. I feel like Oprah said something the other day on her podcast I listened to in Ayanla R Spot. Them one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. But she said that I'm still trying to get to self-actualization and that's to the point of peace. And technically, you know, peace is, is something that you battle every day because stuff happens every day, right? So it's like... She said, even in the midst of chaos, I choose peace. Mm -hmm. So meaning that I can have all this stuff going on, but I choose not to cuss you out. I choose not to, because I failed the exam, I choose not to say, you know what? I ain't doing nursing school no more. Uh Uh-uh, nope, I failed that exam. I'm going to work harder or do what I need to do or get a tutor to work on this. Or, oh man, I got pulled over. I'm never going to drive again. It's Mm -hmm. like about working on self. So for me... I feel like I'm at this point in my stage to where I'm still getting to that point of self-awareness because stuff happens, Mm -hmm. Um, life happens. And so therefore it can put you not back where you was, but it can trigger you. And I learned through therapy, which I go through and they know about it. My listeners know about it. I I do therapy twice a month. Can I ask you a question? Mm -hmm. So when you speak on peace, right? Mm -hmm. Are you at peace with yourself? Or at peace with your life as a whole. Everything that you have going on. The things that you have accomplished. Mm-hmm. Um, from the people in your life. Are you fully at peace? Can you wake up in the morning and not frown? Or just like feel so blessed. Highly f- favored. At peace. So I feel like some days I am. Some days I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, because for me things happen. So... So when those things happen, that means you are letting it affect your peace instead of accepting the fact that it happens. Things happen. Yes. Um, you, you cannot, you can't, you couldn't stop those things from happening. All you can do is accept the fact that it happened and you move on f- from it. Right? No, I agree with that. But what you have to understand is that like some people expect their process to be somebody else's process. Like, we get shot in the same place, but I heal quicker than you. But this person doesn't heal quicker. That doesn't make this person any less important, any less meaningful than you. It just means that you've came to a point in your life to where you can wake up every morning and say, I'm at peace. Oprah, millionaires, billionaires, and even regular people can say, I'm at peace today. Today was a good day. Today, it was all right, but I made it through. So for me, I can't lie to you and say I wake up every day and be like, you know what? 
Today is just a great day. No, but my good outweigh your peace, my bad. Your peace should be your peace should come from you opening your eyes. But but you can't. But see, the thing about no, it is, is that it. your peace isn't somebody else's peace. Mm -hmm. My peace of mind can be by myself in nature somebody else say i hate nature and you're like what you don't like nature i hate it i mm -hmm. like to be in my house i don't like to be around people you're like you don't like to enjoy people no i don't like to go to restaurants you be like but that's not that's not peaceful you don't like to sit out no so you have to understand that somebody else's peace may be somebody else's misery like to me somebody can say oh girl you you with this person that got all this money how can you lead him Girl, that's my piece. I'm over here worrying about how I'm going to pay my bills. And you got all your bills paid. Your partner do everything for you. For her, that's her piece. That's somebody else's piece. Stability is somebody else's piece. But for her, my piece can be, I ain't got to argue with you every day. I ain't got to decide with you on this. I ain't got to deal with your narcissism, your grad gaslighting, your cheating, your lying, your abusiveness. So I just feel like we can't be so closed in to say, what healing is good for who or what peace is good for who because everybody's different that's like me saying my religion or my god is better than your god whoever your high identity or whoever you serve that's who you serve i'm not going against it i can only speak for me so mm -hmm. for me do i wake up every day with with everything perfect even though technically nine times out of ten is what we make it in our mind mm -hmm. not every day no but majority of the days i do so i can stand on that and say that and i think people relate more to real because being realistically people every day don't wake up like that and that's that's even when they have all the good shit going on sometimes they dealing with childhood trauma of being raped every single you know you just never know what they're dealing with so some people say well you're not healed yet you're not healed and you need to let them go how you gonna tell somebody to let it go do you know what's in their mind do you know what they had to deal with do you know what trauma or trigger that you're saying is causing that so it's like the game let's let's get deep yeah. You really don't know people. And that's why I tell people therapy is very important because some people think it's a relationship, but it could have been a relationship with your dad, your mom, not having them. All of that ties in. I feel like with my mindset and people may call me, um, what they may call me, like um, not mean or no. closed off or, or shut down. No, I'm definitely not shut down. But I think, I don't know, I don't know what to call me, really. Mm -hmm. I just know I'm me. Mm -hmm. And so, when it comes to, when you speak on peace, of course, everything is not perfect. That's where, that's where people lose their peace because they want everything to be perfect. Instead of waking up and accepting the realization of life, to me, realization is my peace. Reality, that's my piece. So, um, yeah, reality. Like, I live in reality. I'm going to speak reality. You know, not that I think that I'm perfect. Because if I was, I mean, hey, I would be a God. But <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't think that I'm perfect. I just think, like, my thinking process is a lot different from people. Um, I can sit here and tell you my background foster care, no parents, or whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. No, everybody is not like me. Yes, therapy can help some people. But at the end of your therapy session, how many sessions you're going to have with that therapist, mm -hmm. the bottom line of that them sessions are acceptance. Acceptance. Y'all going to talk about whatever, everything. Mm-hmm. 
the last session is going to be based off you accepting everything that have gone on through your life so that you can move forward. You get what I mean? Yeah, I, the- I feel like, not to cut you off, but I mm-hmm. feel like in therapy, acceptance is the first part of getting through therapy because you we can't even move past my and 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 therapy and and my aspect of therapy that I've been through it's it's almost like if you go to AA before you go in you have to say my name is scholar and I'm an alcoholic when you go to drug rehabilitation mm-hmm. the first thing you have to do is to accept mm-hmm. i feel like no you're not accepting you are acknowledging yeah, you but, are acknowledging but to acknowledge something that, is to accept it. No, because it's, it's, okay. acknowledgement and acceptance are two different um, definitions. They are. They so are. So you can sit here and acknowledge what you are here for, but to talk about what what got you to your drug use or your alcohol um, abuse, or whatever, you got to go down the line and then you accept within yourself. So you can is is you can sit here. And like like you said, acknowledge my name is Shante, and I'm an alcoholic. But to say I'm acknowledging that I, the fact, okay. you know, I'm acknowledging the fact that this could be true. But when you're going through AA or um, a drug abuse class, whatever, majority of these people they tend to relapse and they go through trials and tribulations before they get. To the point of acceptance, like this is really what it is when they start to lose everybody or when certain stuff happens that make make them aware and accept. Acceptance is really the last thing. I did therapy in foster care from age 12 to age 18. And it's all the same. I don't knock nobody for doing therapy by all mm-hmm. means. If it helps you, do it. But the last step mm-hmm. is accepting within self. I, I will I will say this. It depends on what counselor you go to. I will say that because every counselor is different. You have cognitive counselors. And then, not to just throw it up, but I have a socialist and pastoral counseling to send over there. Mm-hmm. I usually never throw that up, but just to throw it up. like So, your acknowledgement... Can you, can you explain the... What you so so what I mean is so for me so you said the first for you the the first is acknowledging mm-hmm. I agree with that too you have to acknowledge like where you are who you are like it's almost like if a state trooper pull you over and they say let me get your ID mm-hmm. you're, you're acknowledging you're, you're, that they're there and at, what they're saying that the, you need to do exactly mm-hmm. once they give you the ticket you're accepting it but you still got to go to court because you got you what they say you proven innocent to, into to proven guilty, guilty but you still gotta sign you know how to tell you to sign you got to accept that that no matter whether you right or wrong but hey, i've accepted in that moment when you're signing though are you actually accepting what's happening or are you just doing that just because you know that you got a ticket and there's no way like you you just you just have to in order for you not to go to jail you got to do it so <laughs> it, so what it means is is that I'm accepting that mm-hmm. even if I do not technically accept it, mm-hmm. that I got pulled over. Mm-hmm. Whether you go to, whether you agree to disagree not to do it and go to jail, no matter what, you still gonna get that in the mail. They still gonna give it to you before you leave. The difference is, is that now you put yourself further back because you didn't accept 
that ticket. So now you got to go to court with defiance of disorderly conduct and your ticket. So for me, so the end of the homework that even like Ayala talk about and just different people talk about is the homework. You have to do the work. It's almost like they say faith without works is dead. I can't sit and say I want a job, but I never fill out applications and, and expect the universe or expect God to just lay it in my lap. Sometimes mm -hmm. does that happen? Yes, but we also know that a lot of times, nine times out of ten, they're short term, right? Nothing usually falls out of your lap. Even if you go win a lotto, you got to first do it, play the ticket. So that's what I mean by acceptance. It's not, it's not that I'm not... Um, Saying that acknowledgement, acknowledgement, absolutely, you have to acknowledge that. But also, it's different type of therapies. You have inner child therapy. So I do inner child therapy. Mm -hmm. I do cognitive observation therapy. And then I also do one-on-one, -on -one, meaning just talking about my day, how stuff going on. I do dialogues, meaning that it gets to a point to where my therapist takes me to like a deep space and asks me about me as a child, if I was your mom and all of this. And we actually play out roles and stuff like that. And a lot of that gets to really, 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 really deep healing for me. I can't speak on everybody else, like you said. Mm -hmm. But I, I agree with the knowledge when you definitely have to be able to acknowledge. But when, when you were going through your therapy sessions or... I'm going through my therapy sessions. <laughs> Okay, so while you're going through different stages of your sessions, right? Mm -hmm. The first three to five sessions, right? Touch based on childhood, right? No. One to five, no? No. I just, out of a year and a half, no lie, I can even show you personally. Because she has to write down everything that we talk about. Mm -hmm. um, but even though it's confidential, she has to. Because yeah. I, I might... What if somebody say, oh, I really want to go shoot up this building. Yeah. You know, she has to be able to... Yeah. So, no, we just started talking about childhood. Okay. I... When I first got... When I first got to her, she just wanted to get to know me. Okay. Yeah. Typically. She She wanted to get to know me and just see my behavior, my stories, how they change. Mm -hmm. Stuff that you deal with, like... Me, I was a person that I would deal with codependency. Like, I learned so many words, like, what was gaslighting? What was active listening? Mm -hmm. And which I learned it in school, but it's different when you're studying it and it's when you're doing it. Because mm -hmm. I, I, at one point, I was a person, you know how they say, do as I say, but not as I do. Mm -hmm. So explain active, active listening to the people. Active listening is being able to listen actively and basically listen to understand and not to reply. A lot of times, people, when they explain how they feel, they literally nog out everything that you say. Like, for example, let's, us having a conversation, and I automatically say, I don't think it's acknowledgement. No, that ain't got nothing to do with it. It ain't automatically shutting it down rather than saying, mm -hmm. let me listen to understand where You're she's coming from. listening to respond in that moment. Yep. We pick out the negative mm -hmm. or... We pick out the things that we don't agree with and instantly, out of impulse, respond to. That's the opposite right, yeah. of active listening. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I just want you to explain that to the yeah. people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So. The reason why I um, asked about the um, sessions. Um, um, I'm open. You know, I always talk about them sometimes. Not saying every therapist is the same because I'm learning that they're not. Mm -hmm. Um. 
once you tend to go through sessions with a therapist, mm-hmm. you learn that majority of your issues stem from within your childhood. Nine times out of ten, absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, that's why I was getting at with that question. But yeah. we can move forward. I just want to, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It, it, it stems from your childhood. And, you know. I think, I'm going to share something. Mm-hmm. I think from with my childhood, um, I didn't receive love. Mm-hmm. Like, I got love. Like, I was... I knew that I was loved, but I was not shown and told enough. And so, when it came to my relationships with friends or with, you know, um, being intimate, intimate relationships, I did not know how to accept that love. Let alone give it, mm. you know. Um, and looking back, I see because I did not know how to love or accept love because I was not given or shown. I didn't know how to love, you know. And mm. so, um, yeah, like that's deep. You know? Yeah, she just had a confession <laughs> moment. Don't forget, y'all, be yourself completely podcast. Okay, no. <laughs> nah, seriously, ah. like, and most of us mm-hmm. black people are like that. If you're not shown or given love in your household by your parents or whoever you're raised by, when you're in relationships with friends or intimate relationships, you're not going to know how to love or accept the love that is being given to you. And that is so crazy. Like, at what point do you acknowledge Mm -hmm. and say, or, okay, in an intimate relationship, if it's going wrong, but you have a person in your life that you want to share, mm-hmm. that you want to share a part of you, but you don't know how, do you open up to that person and tell that person? Or do you just continue to float based off your thoughts of how you think you should love that person because it's not gonna work (laughs) yeah i mean for i I think for me if i was with if i'm getting a question and if i'm wrong correct me you saying that if you're in a relationship with someone and it gets to that point to where you feel like hmm i love this person Mm -hmm. or maybe i think i love this person Mm -hmm. but is are you saying that you don't know no, not that you don't know. Like, you know that you love this person, mm-hmm. but you want to know, are you loving this person right for them? Like, mm-hmm. like how, like, I don't really know how to word it, but how would you sit down and talk to your partner? Like, you know, 
I love you, but am I loving you right? Mm-hmm. Instead of asking them, well, how do you want to be loved? I don't want nobody asking me, well, how do I want to be loved? Like, what do you mean? You, you know, we're conversating. You're supposed to be watching. You know, you're supposed mm-hmm. to be observing your partner. But if you're not a person who was taught to love, mm-hmm. how can you love somebody else? Like, and know that you're loving this person the right way. Yeah. Would that make sense? Yeah. I, I think for me, if I was in that situation, what I've learned even through couples counseling is that your 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 partner ain't no ain't no mind reader. So it's true when they say closed mouths don't get fed. If you don't open your mouth, you're not gonna get fed. No matter how hungry you is, you gotta open your mouth. So for me, it's like you have to be First of all, I'm not going to love nobody if I can't be open with them. That's not love because love is open. Love is free. It don't, it don't charge you shit. It is completely 120% free. Mm-hmm. So therefore, for me, I I used to be like that. Like, well, she should have known that I, I walk now. It's a difference between thoughtfulness. You should be thoughtful. Meaning if my partner told me that she liked food in the morning, Okay, I can cook breakfast. Not every morning, but I can cook breakfast. So if I, she tell me she loves flowers, mm-hmm. I might not give her flowers every day, but I can do once a week. You get what I'm trying to say? You like flowers. I do. So you can be thoughtful. You know what I mean? Like thoughtfulness. What's with, your favorite kind of flower? I, don't, I like cardinals. I do. I love cardinals, but I also love roses and daisies. Mm-hmm. And I like different ones. But so to sum it up, it's like... Tell your partner, like, I would tell my partner, like, hey, babe, if that was me and I feel how you feel, hey, babe, um, can I talk to you for a minute? I'll make sure it's in a quiet setting. She ain't on no, you know, whatever. We just Mm -hmm. one-on-one, maybe something nice, whatever. And just say, hey, babe, I want to be open and honest with you. I I love you, but I don't know how to love you. Can, can, Can we do a love language quiz? And then she go down and she say, she go down and she say, what you mean by that, baby? I'm just being open and honest with you. I don't. I I never grew up really telling technically being loved like that. But I know what I feel for you, and I know that I do love you. So you see the response that you're like yeah. you're, how you are um, doing a little skit. Mm-hmm. So for me, it'd be the response. The the, the responses. Mm. So if if I'm coming to you telling you this, and you respond in a way that I don't agree with. I instantly shut down. Yeah, guard go up. Yeah, because <laughs> why are you responding? Why why are you being so aggressive? Why are you not listening to understand what it is that I'm saying? That ain't the right like, person. What, yeah, I mean clearly. Yeah, that's what it clearly, is though. Clearly, to boil it down. And see, you know, I've never really. I've never really came to a person that I was in a relationship with or dating mm-hmm. um, to tell them, um, you know, well, I've been through this or, you know, I didn't I didn't um, learn how to love. Or I didn't know how to love or whatever, but I, I was never in that situation only because I felt like I was loving them how... I knew how to love, mm-hmm. but if a person responded to me like that, yeah, I'd be like, you know what? Don't even worry about it. Like, it's going to push What I said? Yeah, it's, yeah, like, no, no. The way that you're responding, it would instantly, like, push me away. Me? The way I responded? 
Uh uh-uh, uh, like oh, you saying that like, they responded like what you mean? What you mean oh. and stuff like that? Like it instantly like pushed me away from them, and then to the point where I no longer want those feelings for you. So we're not gonna work out because the way that you responded is like. I can basically tell, like, you may be going through the same shit from your background and all of this, and you did not know how to love, and not, you you just going with the flow. So if I'm sitting you down, let me, like, I'm, like, dead ass for real, and you need to be listening to mm-hmm. understand. Don't shut me down. Don't, because you're not going to get the same me twice. Yeah. Simple. So, mm-mm, girl, I hope I don't ever come up, mm-mm, because I'm like, mm-mm. oh, uh-uh. Girl, she getting violent, y'all. No, I ain't going to get violent. I used to, though. Yeah, me too. Okay, so the thing about it is, so, we're just, we're just going to give this scenario. Even if my partner came at me and said, what you mean you don't know how to it? do it? I would. It's I the would, body language and yeah. the expressions for me that would make me continue to open up. But if, if it's like a... Like you yeah. brushing it off. Yeah, that's gonna shut you. That's gonna shut you mm-hmm. down. But a way to combat that too, because what I learned is, even though we express something, it's also based on how we respond after they said. Because what, like you said, what if they went through the same thing you went through? So what you saying to them is a trigger. It's a trigger for them because they never been loved. They never experienced somebody to love them. But the way. we're sitting down like two adults. Yeah, yeah. If but, we're sitting down like two adults, and I'm not lashing out at you or whatever, mm-hmm. then that's your opportunity to. You know, either open up or don't respond at all. But can you, but the thing about it is, and a lot of times, and this is me coming from the outside looking in. A lot of the things that you say are based off of I. You have to understand that you are you and your partner is them. You say based on how I, the way that I would, and if they did it to me, it ain't just you in that relationship. So you mm-hmm. got to stop playing. And I know, you know, since you on your self-care and everything, but if you get in a relationship, it can't be, well, when I came up to, I felt like she should have, why she, you have to understand for me, for me, you have to understand too that, like you said, they might have been through the same thing that you went through and what you're saying to them may be a trigger. Why not the moment that they do that instead of saying, you see, I'm I'm shutting down. Why not, if you're a healed person like you say you are, right? Mm-hmm. Why not come and say, hey, babe, you okay? So, I know I said that to you because I just want to be open and honest with you. But mm-hmm. did that offend you? How you respond as well. You can't just be a person to say how they respond because I came gently. You got to come mm-hmm. gently, too. Now it's a But di- I'm always, I feel like... But see, I'm, what you I'm just said, though, like, wasn't gentle. You I told your like, truth, though. You said if somebody said that to me. I feel like me, I'm always gentle, but when it comes to, like, rejection. Now, I can honestly admit, when it comes to rejection, to how I feel or a person trying to tell me how to feel, mm-hmm. I do get a little defensive because I started out in a calm, cool, collective voice. Mm-hmm. I started out talking to you, not at you. Mm-hmm. So if you're shutting down my feelings, I no longer trust you with my feelings because you rejected those feelings. Okay, so shut- based off of what though? Like let, let's put it based in a scenario. Of, based off how you respond to it. Like if I'm telling you like, you know, I know that I love you. First of all, 
Love is a feeling. Mm-hmm. I know that. Mm-hmm. So if I'm telling you, like, you know, I love you, but I'm not sure if I'm loving you right. I'm right. not, you know, if I'm coming to you, talking to you about this, that means I want us to have an open conversation of communication. Okay. You know, lay everything out on the table because I'm going to do the same. And if you're like so... Give me a re- response. You got to... If, if you're like, well... Like, well, what the fuck do you mean? Like, uh, I shouldn't have to tell you how to love me. Okay. And Absolutely. I, and I'm you, like, yeah. you're... I'm, I don't want you to tell me. I'm just opening up on me. And they continue like, to be defensive. Yeah, Automatically shut that down. If you're yeah. continuing to be a certain type of way, then you're going to get a reaction out of me that you don't want. Right. Only because I came to you with no ill intentions. Mm-hmm. I came to you to communicate to you as my partner Mm -hmm. so that we could continue to work. So if you're being this way and most black women are Mm -hmm. like this, they feel like if you say this or I shouldn't have to tell you what to do or how to love me, I'm not asking you how I should love you. It's for my, my, my clarity that I am, Loving you the right way. You can't love everybody the same. Mm-hmm. My love, me showing my love for you, maybe gift giving or just doing other mm-hmm. stuff. You know that's and that is how I show my love. Acts of service. Yeah, that is how I show my love. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna tell you to, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna do stuff because I feel like doing is better. You know what I mean? And it and it helps. That's just me. your love language. Yeah. Acts of service. So. But also, it is um, words of words affirmation. Of affirmation. Quality so, time, if I'm sitting touch. you down to talk to you about the love that I'm giving or showing, I just want to make sure that it's enough for you. Just like, you know, make sure you ain't out here trying to do yeah. nothing with nobody else. Like, if I ain't doing enough, then tell me. But if you're like, oh, I shouldn't have to tell you, blah, no, bitch, don't talk to me like that. Because, right. You know? So now I got to be, yeah. I ain't gonna call my woman no bitch, but if yeah. I have to be a different person, yeah. Like, but why even, like, to me, you see those signs 